God bless you and welcome to Tuesday Night Live. It's the midweek Bible study and service for Bright Temple Church of God in Christ. We pray that each of you are blessed tonight as I'm sharing this with you. And I pray that you'll be blessed by what you hear from God's word. May I pray with you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this, your people. We thank you for this time, this opportunity to share your word with your people. Lord, allow our hearts and our minds to be open and receptive. Lord, allow us to recognize this destiny moment as we encounter your word. And your word becomes a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Most of all, do not allow any of us to leave this moment unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen, and God bless you. We're going quickly to the word of the Lord on tonight, and uh, we've been sharing from the thought, the season of giving all of this month, and we want to conclude from that thought on tonight with this passage of scripture that God has given us. And if you'll go with us in the word, we're going to St. John, and we're looking at St. John chapter 8, verses 3 through 11. And the word of the Lord there says, Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it being convicted by their conscience went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Here Jesus was confronted by a sticky situation presented to him by the legalist group of the day, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, those groups who were trying to find fault and occasion to accuse Jesus. But here they present him with a woman, which really they presented the woman and they weren't really concerned about the woman. They were concerned about presenting Jesus a problem that would create difficulty with him and the church. When they did so, they had no concern at all about this woman. They had no concern about her life. They had no concern about her soul. They had no concern about the fact that they were embarrassing her in this situation. They really weren't concerned about her even being absolved from sin or putting her on right, the right track with God. But rather, they were simply trying to prove a point with Jesus. They were treating this woman like she was disposable like she was an item, like she was a number. They weren't treating her like a human person, not a person with a soul. And when I thought of that, I thought of that relative to the thought that we've had all this month, the season of giving, and we've been talking about unwrapping the gift within and us valuing that which God put in us. I thought about this woman relative to that topic and 
it struck me that sometimes many of us, depending on what situation we find ourselves in, we feel like this woman. We feel like we are disposable. We feel like we have been set aside. We feel like we have been used by others who had zero concern for us, our lives, our souls, zero concern about our purpose, zero concern about whether or not we were embarrassed. And just like the Pharisees and Sadducees in that moment, we feel used just like this woman. And I just want to speak to someone who feels like you're in a place where you've been thrown away, you've been cast away, you've been cast aside. And you feel as if nobody cares about you or nobody is concerned about you, that nobody loves you. You're beginning to question your own value. What we've shared on this month and just a synopsis, the, one of the key things that it boils down to is that God has implanted something powerful and valuable and implanted it inside each and every one of us. The Bible says, and we've been sharing the scripture all of this month, you know, we have this treasure in earthen vessels in jars of clay that the glory of God is, it might not be of us, but it is in us. He has put something valuable and powerful in each and every one of us. And even when we feel like we've been set aside like this woman, like we're disposable, like we're not important, like nobody esteems us, like nobody desires us, nobody wants us. Someone, even in this moment, particularly with this, the holiday season impending upon all around us, you may particularly feel lonely in this season. You may feel like you're by yourself. And I want to talk to you just as you might, this woman may have felt isolated, accused, abandoned, disposable. I want to remind you that God has implanted something valuable inside of you. And even though others may not see it, and even though others may not value it, I want you to know that you're still valuable in the eyes of God. You're important. You're intentional. He desired for you to be here in this moment. He purposed for you to be here. You are part of his plan. And God has a purpose and a design just for you. He wouldn't have implanted something so powerful as his spirit inside of you if you were not valuable to him. The Bible says, what is man that God is mindful of him? And what is it? Why is it that God esteems us so highly and thinks so much of us? Is it because of the things that we've done? Because certainly we are sinful. We have a sinful nature. We make mistakes all the time. Even the great men of the Bible that you always hear about, when you read the story more carefully, they all made big mistakes, big errors. David, Moses, Abraham, you go down the line. All of them have histories of mistruths and lies and misrepresentations and uh, murderers even and uh, uh, would have been convicted of murder uh, that re relative to Moses. And David made mistake after mistake in adultery and at least an accessory to murder relative to Bathsheba's, Bathsheba's husband. So many mistakes and errors they made, but yet God did not dispose of them. And just as they are esteemed as highly as they are, in spite of their errors and in spite of their mistakes, God still has a design and a plan and a purpose for you. God didn't erase your purpose just because you made a mistake. And I want you to get that and I want you to allow that to, to minister to your spirit. 
All of us have made errors. All of us have made mistakes. But God does not dispose of you or your purpose just because you made a mistake. God can still use you. Something that I heard that I often share, and it's so important and impactful even in this moment, that broken crayons can color too. That means even when you feel broken, even when you feel that like you're not complete, when you feel like you've made too many mistakes to go forward, God can still use you even in your season of feeling broken, even out of your mistakes and your errors. God is faithful if we just confess our sins. He'll forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And when it says cleanse from all, that means he wipes our slate clean. He removes the mistake and not only that, the stench and the stigma of that error and that mistake are gone. They've been washed away by God's Christ's sacrifice for us on the cross. And I want to remind someone today who feels disposable, who feels set aside, who feels like you're not important, who feels used, abandoned by men, that God still has something valuable that he's invested in you. And you are still just as valuable in his sight as you were before. You're still important to his plan. And if you're still breathing, you still have purpose. Sometimes I do this with people I speak to and I just encourage you, take a deep breath. Breathe in and breathe out. If you have the power to breathe in and to breathe out, that means you're part of God's plan and God yet has purpose invested in you. As long as you have air, as long as you have breath, God has invested something in you and he is anticipating that you will walk the line of his purpose that he has spelled out for you. You are too important and too valuable to God to feel that you're disposable, to feel that you're set aside. When I th thought of this, and I'm about finished, when I thought of this, I thought about a few things that maybe seem disposable in our lives. Things that are set aside, things that are not necessarily, uh, necessarily of great value, but often they are reusable and often they contain things that are valuable. One of the things that I thought about is uh, a tin foil. For those of you in the ethnic communities, particularly African-American tradition, many of you know some of the best things that you have ever eaten were wrapped in what we call tin foil or aluminum foil, as it is more appropriately called. Some of the best sandwiches, and I've lived in Memphis for 10 years, and my brother-in-law, Brother Juan Fisher, uh, sent a shout out to him. He always seemed to be able to find these hole-in-the-wall places that had the most amazing food. Now, these hole-in-the-wall places didn't have fine china or nice or even very good uh, takeout trays or, or takeout receptacles that you might find at a name brand place. A lot of times those barbecue sandwiches and uh, catfish were wrapped in aluminum foil. But I'll tell you, it didn't, the appearance of it on the outside wasn't much. But when you open that aluminum foil, some of the most sumptuous food that you've ever tasted was found in there. Seemingly something that's disposable, not important, but yet something of great value was on the inside. 
I also think of aluminum, the cans that we use, our, our soda cans. And even now, the soda cans that we use still, you can redeem them. They still are redeemable. They are recyclable. Even once the contents are poured out, they are yet valuable. And, and when I think of that in the context of God and his spirit, sometimes he needs us to empty out all the mess that we have on the outside. And once we've poured out all that we've had, God is able to use that emptiness, that availability to fill us again with something that is much more valuable. We are redeemable by the blood of Jesus Christ. He can wash away all of the dirt and filth that was on the inside and fill us with something that is much more valuable and worthy and can cause us to be of greater value than we've ever been before. Not because of what we appear on the outside, but because of the value of what he can pour in us on the inside. Final thing I thought about is this is the season of gifts and Christmas and we're giving all of these gifts. And I'll tell you one thing that I've learned to do that my mother always taught me. She was not one of dispose of many things that you keep those gift bags. People give you keep those gift bags. And a lot of times you can reuse those gift bags. The difference between the maybe the soda can and the t aluminum foil that we mentioned is that even though they are are disposable, they actually look good on the outside. But it's not the importance of what they look like on the outside. It's the value of the gift that you put on the inside and how meaningful it is to the person you give it to. Again, something that's seemingly disposable, something that's seemingly of minuscule value, but yet it can be redeemed because of you putting something valuable and important and meaningful on the inside. And I don't know what you feel like today. Somebody might feel like the aluminum foil. You might, you might feel like the uh, discarded soda can. You might feel like the gift bag that is about to be reused. Whatever you feel like today, I want you to know that you're valuable, not because of what you look like on the outside, but because God has poured something special on the inside. My final thought I want to share with you relative to our story in this woman when Jesus, she was accused of these men, and I told you they treated her like she was nothing, like like she was a number. She was just to make a point with Jesus and try to get him in trouble. They had no other desire or concern for this woman than to trip up Jesus. So they leave her exposed and embarrassed in the middle of this crowd, accusing her, telling everybody about her sins. And I just can't imagine for a moment, if you just take one moment, if you were to think of yourself standing in a crowd, a group of people, and they're just espousing and talking about all the things that you've done wrong, how embarrassing that must be in that moment. And I can feel that woman in that moment, feeling accused, exposed and disposed of sitting in a group. And people are just talking about me and saying all the things that I have done wrong and doing so in front of Jesus. Even after they've done all of this, Jesus, he's riding on the ground. And one of the great mysteries that I would love to solve is just an inquisitive person. I'd love to know that Jesus was riding on the ground, but he was riding. And even after they accused her, he continued to write on the ground, ignoring them. But when they pressed the issue, Jesus gave one of the greatest responses in the Bible, something that's used so often now, even in secular conversations and making points relative to to the idea of being a, a someone who's been accused and considering your own faults. Jesus really set forth to, for them a, a almost a conundrum. He set forth for them a uh, really a, a logical puzzle. <laughs> he said, 
If there's anyone among you who has not sinned, let him be the one who casts the first stone. Let him be the one who throws at her first and condemns this woman. And then the Bible says, which is powerful, it says all of them feeling convicted, understanding of their faults and understanding their wrongs. They just began to walk away slowly in embarrassment. And I want you to think about that because many times we are the ones attempting to throw stones at people and maybe we're not literally throwing stones, but maybe we're lobbing stones on social media. Maybe we're finding an easy target, someone to talk about, someone to laugh at. And a lot of times we do this with people who are famous or who've made mistakes and errors and we become social media warriors and we're easy and we're quick to accuse and talk about someone else when they've been caught in a fault or caught in a mistake. And I just wonder before you lob that first stone on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, before you lob that first stone, why don't you consider the, the words of Jesus? He who is without fault, he who is without sin. Why don't you cast the first stone? Why don't you make the first comment, derogatory comment? Why don't you be the one to first try and assassinate someone's character after you first considered what you've done wrong? What if you were the one on display? What if you were the one in the middle of the group? What if you were the one being accused? What if you were the one being disposed of, treated as if you were nothing, being offered just to make a point? How often do we engage in the same type of assassination of people's character behind a keyboard, behind a cell phone? Be careful. Those are real people. Those, those, have, those people have real feelings. Those people have a soul. They're not disposable. They should not be cast aside. And just as you would not want it done to you, we should not do it to others. So let's be thoughtful, considerate, caring. Not only in this season, but in every season, because we would not want to be just like this woman in this story, because she is somebody. She is important. Something that I always say when I deal with people is that that person that you're talking to, somebody loves them. They have a mother. They have a father. At some point, their mother, they were their mother's baby. They were the apple of their father's eye. They're important. I don't care who it is, the person who's cutting you off in, when you're in traffic and you're thinking about retaliating. There's somebody, there's somebody important there. They have a mother. They have a father. They're their mother's baby. Someone loves them and esteems them highly. When you're at the counter at the at, at McDonald's and the person doesn't get your order right and you feel like they have a little bit of an attitude and you're ready to tell them about themselves. They're not disposable. They're not aluminum foil. They're not a soda can. They're not a reused gift bag. They are valuable. They are important. And just as God has invested something valuable and important in you, and just as you have a purpose in God's plan, so do they. So maybe, maybe just maybe, we can be a little more respectful starting this season, going into 2022 being a little more considerate of the people we're talking to and understand that just as God has invested something valuable in you, he has invested something valuable in them. They're not disposable. They're not set aside. They are important and they are valuable. And so are you. May I pray with you? 
Heavenly Father, Lord, in this season where someone may feel alone, someone may feel set aside, someone may feel disposed of, embarrassed, or by themselves, let them be reminded that just as you would not allow these men to accuse this woman without first considering themselves, we also must consider the value of others and never forget the value of what you have invested in us. We may not look like much on the outside, but God, you have invested something powerful and valuable on the inside of every one of us. And we must be mindful in how we speak and how we carry that which you have given us. Lord, help us to be reminded of this even in our loneliest moments. Help us like David to be able to encourage ourselves when others around us seem to want to stone us and set us aside. But Lord, you put something powerful in us and for that we're grateful. We're thankful to be a part of your purpose. We're thankful to be a part of your plan. And we appreciate that you have a destiny that you have designed for each and every one of us. And we thank you for all of these things in my precious son, Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. I pray that each of you were blessed by what you heard on this evening. I want you to be reminded of your value. Don't allow anybody to make you feel disposable. But God has invested something powerful in you. And every once in a while, we just need to remind ourselves of what God thinks of us. Again, when you think of others, remember there's someone, there's someone's baby. They were the apple of their father's eye and they are certainly one of our, one of God's children. Let's treat each other with respect and love and help each other to be reminded of the value and the powerful thing that God has invested in each and every one of us. God bless you.